Let's start in Ukraine, where the general in charge of the country's counteroffensive against Russia has told the BBC that his forces are struggling to overcome Russian defences and move forward quickly. General Alexander Tarnaski said Russia's multi-layered minefields, their fortified defensive lines, were making it difficult for military equipment, including Western-supplied tanks and armoured vehicles, to advance. To remind you, Ukraine's counteroffensive is now in its second month, but progress has been slow. Areas shown here in red are those currently under Russian military control. They include the cities of Donetsk and Mariupol. Let's take you live now to our defence correspondent Jonathan Beale, who joins us from Dnipro. Jonathan, good to see you. You've been spending time with the Ukrainian forces. How did you find them? Well, it's worth remembering, Lucy, that this offensive has been going on now for nearly two months. And the main focus of that offensive has been in the south, where Ukraine, Ukrainian troops are clearly trying to divide, split Russian forces, break through their lines, trying to reach Crimea. Now, we spoke to the general in charge of that offensive, the south, who is General Tanavsky, and he said, it is hard going. We found when we went to the front lines, it is hard going, with Ukrainian forces trying to break through well-prepared Russian defences and minefields. Hidden in a forest, evidence of Ukraine's stuttering offensive in the south. A makeshift repair yard trying to salvage not old Soviet equipment, but recently donated Western armour. These US-made Bradleys may have saved lives, but they've also been damaged by what's slowing them down. Russian minefields. Sir, he says some can't be repaired, so they'll scavenge the parts. This was the same brigade in the first days of the offensive, especially trained and equipped by the West to break through defences. Instead, they became an easy target and fodder for Russian propaganda. Now they're using old Soviet tanks to try to clear a path. But overnight, Maxim's T-64 hit another mine, leaving it damaged and one of his men injured. There are too many mines. The minefields can be six rows deep. It's very difficult and our rollers can't withstand more than four explosions. You need to save the equipment as well as do your job. It's Ukraine's infantry who are having to make the hard yards on foot. All the more difficult to hold ground without armor. These had to pull back when a comrade was injured. It's been painful to watch for this drone pilot. He's seen brutal new tactics. This is what he recently filmed when Ukrainian troops advancing from the bottom right tried to capture a Russian trench. It was empty, but rigged with explosives. On Russian trenches, uh, they meet the uh, remote control mines. And when the soldiers get the trenches, the mines is blowing and uh, kill our uh, friends. It's a new weapon. Ukraine's now using a new weapon too, one that's banned by more than 100 countries. This US-supplied howitzer is firing on Russian infantry positions, and for the first time, we're seeing them using cluster munitions. 
Cluster shells scatter scores of small bombs over a wide area, fired to try to dislodge Russian infantry and artillery. The Ukrainian general overseeing the southern offensive defended their use. He says he's facing a more difficult enemy. I don't underestimate the enemy. They've created all the conditions that prevent us from moving forward quickly. But their weakness is they don't care about their people. How can I decide if your offensive is a success or a failure? I wouldn't be talking to you now if the counter-offensive wasn't successful. He said he'd still to commit his main strike force. There are reports that may now be happening. The bodies of dead Russian soldiers and destroyed tanks show Ukraine is advancing. But on this battlefield, there's also wrecked Western armor, including these British-supplied vehicles. Ukraine says it needs patience and time. Uh, Jonathan, that the Ukrainians say we need patience, we need time. Given the weather is good right now, it is the middle of summer, what is the timeline? What are they looking at here? Well, I think it's a set timeline. And remember that most leaders in the West say they will support Ukraine for as long as it takes. But clearly, when it gets cold, when it's winter, it is much more difficult to fight. So they are hoping the Ukrainians to make advances, significant advances uh, this summer. And they have gained ground, but not, as they say, the commanders we've spoken to, both, both for the east and for the south now, with General Tanavsky going as fast as they would like. That said, what we have heard from General Tanavsky is that he is still not committed his full strike force. So in other words, lots of those Western trained troops and the equipment they will be using provided by the West have still not been committed to battle. And we've heard also from unnamed US Pentagon officials saying that they are now in the last 24 hours seeing Ukraine committing more of those troops, more of that equipment, particularly around the town of Orokhiv, which we visited, which is one of the main two axes in the south. And I think they want to see results soon. They want to see results, not just for their own morale, but to show the West that they can take back territory from the Russians. But certainly the clock is ticking and they do have months at the moment before the weather gets cold, but it will become more difficult.